0: Deuteronomy. You can put it down now. Deuteronomy, the twenty-eighth chapter. Have your seats. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the twenty-eighth chapter, and the first verse. We're gonna finish what we started last week. <laughs>
1: why am I laughing
0: I'm laughing at the devil because he thought he was going to win in my situation I just want to look at hell and say look at me now 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 and he'll do it again and he'll do it again ready to win it again all right <laughs> take your seats be seated all right Um, Deuteronomy the 28 chapter I don't know what has happened to my church Deuteronomy the 28th chapter in the first verse Please turn there Hallelujah, we're going to finish this Amen, amen Deuteronomy 28 in verse 1 If you're there, say I'm there if, you, if you're just going to look at the screen Say that's who you're talking to Amen, appreciate you Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verse number 1. The suit is supposed to last at least halfway through the message. We have not begun preaching. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter in the first verse. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all in his commandments, Say all, which I command you today, that the Lord God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings, somebody say all, shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Um, We're just going to call this Follow the Voice Part 2. We'll continue what we started last week. Thank you, gentlemen, so very much. Um. Last week, we began a new series entitled Focus, and uh, the concept is this, that in order for you to get the most out of your 2019, we have to begin to prepare ourselves now. And the key component for your breakthrough, your blessing, your promise being fulfilled is that you have laser focus. Your focus has to be so sharp it cuts through every barrier that stands in front of you. Your focus has to be so sharp that whatever distraction tries to come, whatever distraction that is prepared against your life will not succeed because you are focused. Some of the most successful people in our generation are successful because of their focus. Because they're able to concentrate their energy, to concentrate their power, and to put it in a certain direction. That's what focus means, is that I'm taking my energy, I'm taking my attention, and I'm pointing it into a specific place or area. Are you getting that? Look at your neighbor who already, they're just tired because they don't work out, and we just did all that praising. Tell, tell them, <laughs> tell them, tell them, get your focus. I mean, the saints look like they have, I mean, been on the treadmill for an hour. It's amazing. Uh. And so we got to get our focus. We talked about last week that one of the key components concerning our focus is that we got to focus in on the voice of God and how in, in concentrating on the voice of God. The truth is that there is the competition, if you will, for many voices that are around us and we have to navigate through to discern where is the voice of God. For quick review, one of the things that we talked about last week is this, that the main way that we're able to discern God's voice from the other voices or the other sounds is that we've got to study the 66 books of the Bible. Talked about how God said that he puts his word above his name. So his word is vitally important. And if you want the next level, you've got to want the word. Time out for biblically illiterate Christians. Who believe what a person who sounds like they may know what they're talking about is saying. But oftentimes it's not the truth. That's why I tell you fact check me. I have no problem with it. Go and study the word for yourself and see if this brother knows what he's talking about. Don't just go home and just take every single thing at face value. That's how religion almost got me caught up. Because I was raised in a denomination where you don't question the bishop. That's what the bishop said. And the word came through the bishop. And the bishop, please, bishop, you go somewhere else with that foolishness. Because I was taught all kinds of things that did not line up with God's word. It was just a denomination's preference. So I I just stay there for a minute. You got to really make sure you watch that because many of us, we preach our preferences. We preach what we would like. We preach how we would want it to happen, but it doesn't mean it's the mind and the heart of God. I need you to look around at somebody that looks like they're hungry for chicken and say, you need his mind and his heart. You need his mind and his heart. Genesis takes us to the story over in Genesis 3 about uh, really a battle of voices. Here's Adam, here's Eve, here's a serpent. Um, And in this story, we end up finding out that Eve becomes beguiled by the serpent's voice. The husband becomes beguiled by his wife's voice. His voice wasn't present at all. One of the powerful statements that came out of last week's message is that when the leader's voice is not present, hell speaks the loudest. When a leader's voice, parent, husband, whoever, when a leader's voice is not present, hell speaks the loudest. You have to be in such a position that when you're in position, hell has no place in anything you're leading. See, real leadership will demand for you to utilize. I'm going to just drop this here. It's not in my notes, but it's for five of you that need to hear this. Real leadership knows how to properly use their voice. How to properly use their voice. And the voice is not always in telling you what to do. Because some of you think you're leading because you boss people around. Sometimes leadership having the right voice is to help you think through the proper questions, right? Because if you're a leader, especially a prophetic leader like myself, everybody wants you to tell them what to do. So they don't call you for prayer. They call me like I'm a psychic. And they say, hey, you know, I'm about to do so-and-so. What do you think? What do you think? (laughs) <laughs> They're like, well, no, no, really, seriously, So, what do you think? No, what do you think, seriously? What does your, your bank account say right now? What's your savings say? That's the first thing I ask a man when he's talking about he wants to date somebody. say, so how's your money? You got anything in your savings? What does that have to do with dating? Well, um, if, you, if, you're, if you're going to spend money on that, you're stealing money from your destiny if you have no savings. You can't afford to date. You're broke. I expect you to be silent like that. Right? You, got, you can't afford to do certain things because we don't have it. So I help people do questions, right? That's what leadership will do. Leadership will help you get to the understanding yourself, not necessarily always give you the answer. I have to do my work, look at your neighbor and say, you got to do yours, too. Right? But his voice wasn't present. Adam's voice wasn't present. Here is the the serpent talking to Eve, and he should have been present to deal with the situation. Genesis 3 and 8, put that up for me. Genesis 3 and 8, something interesting begins to happen during this story. Um, Because of Adam and Eve's disobedience, it brought about fear in their life. Their disobedience birthed fear in their journey. Let's look at this. Genesis 3 and 8. It said, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord got called to Adam and said, where are you? We all know God knew where they were, right? So you've got to pay attention to not just what God is, what God, give me a word, God. You've got to pay attention to what questions God is asking you. Because God knew exactly where he was. Why was he asking that question? Because he wanted them to come to some conclusions. Are you understanding that? So he said, where are you? And So he said, I hear your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. Wait, they've been walking together for a long time. They've been hanging out. They've been in communion. That's the whole reason why God created man, was to have communion with them. Why all of a sudden, you're afraid of my voice? You're afraid of my voice because you let the voice of something else lead you into disobedience to me. The enemy does his best to beguile you, to pull you into a particular place so that fear of God's voice will be birthed in you. So, so then the thing that you ought to be automatically just attracted to and love, you're afraid of. Let's talk. The truth is many of us, we are saved, but we're afraid of what God will say to us. Look at me like that if you want to. That's why we don't have prayer lives. Not because we don't love God. We're afraid of what he might say. We don't read the word, not necessarily because we don't love God. Most of the time, we're afraid. Because he may say something that makes me have to drop what I had. He might, he might say something that makes all of my plans get turned all the way upside down. If I press into this thing, God might tell me, you know you're not supposed to be there. And you know you're not supposed to be doing that. And I never told you to go over there. And I told you to sit down five years ago while you still moving. God will begin to tell you stuff that you don't necessarily. And we're afraid of change. Yes. Yes. We prefer to have it the way we want to have it. So fear is what the enemy wants to induct in your journey. was inducted into your journey? He wants you to have fear, to be afraid of the thing that leads you. How are you going to be afraid of the shepherd? You can't go where you need to go if the shepherd is not in place. So if you're afraid of the shepherd, you're lost. Most Christians shout, dance like we just did today. It's amazing. Breakthrough comes in your praise. Nothing wrong with it. But the truth is, when we leave out of here, a majority of us are not going to do anything about anything we praised about. <laughs> we shouted and prayed. Thank you for my breakthrough. But you're not going to take the steps for your breakthrough. Because when you really start praising and worshiping God, you'll get in the presence of God. And God will tell you, fix your family relationship. Call your auntie and apologize. You'll be like, that devil It's a liar. Stop talking to me, Satan. Get up out of here, devil. We done had this powerful worship experience. You're trying to attack my mind. We, we get into Are y'all in today? And God's like, I'm trying to get you to a particular place, but you can't be afraid of what you need. I want to blast this all the way open. Because some of us today, that is just the plain old truth. That's why we don't press into the new levels in God. That's why we don't give God more of our time. Because we are absolutely afraid. Of the one that we should desire to hear from sometimes we're afraid because he will expose something to us he will expose oftentimes the voice of God when you begin to hear God speak he he pulls you into strong places of vulnerability and I'm just gonna flow with this today some some of you, you you're used to trying to seem so strong and you don't like vulnerable moments you, know, you can look at me like that if you want to. I see you just clearly. I'm going to walk in the fullness of my prophetic anointing today. Listen to me. You, 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 are, you, are, you, you really are at a place where you prefer to seem like, you know, I got this. But, but the, the most successful people in the kingdom of God realize we really don't have it. I know. I know. You're like, huh? Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't have it. Like, like I am. I am. I am absolutely dependent upon Him. Yeah. Are you understanding this? I, I I need Him to tell me what He wants me to do. Because if I don't do what he wants me to do it, then I'm not fulfilling it at the level that he wants me to fulfill it. I can't just go study somebody else and see how they did it and try to do what they did. No, 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 no. In order to fulfill who I am, I need the voice of God for me. It doesn't matter how many preachers came before me. It doesn't matter how many leaders, motivational speakers, businessmen that came before me. I need to know what is God saying to Sermon? Not what he said to Bishop James. Not what he said even to Matthew Stevenson. What is he saying to Sherman Dove us? That's what I gotta know. Because there is where I find my purpose. Where I find the plan of God for me. So he says, where are you? They said, we were in a voice. Heard your voice in the garden. We we're afraid. We're naked. We're naked. We were naked. We've dealt with this before. They had always been naked. So the enemy's job was to make you ashamed of how God made you. He always wanted you naked. Sin made you feel like you had to cover up. Because there was something to hide. This was the first example of when I fall into sin, I hide. Yeah! This was the first example. This was what made you do what you do. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to me. That's the truth. This was the first. This was your example. Adam and Eve laid it out for you. Sin, hide. But that's why God was like, where are you? Why? That's so powerful because as a father, I'm concerned about you even though I know you've fallen. Y'all not getting this. Grace was already working in Genesis 3 because the father, the fact that the father was even looking for you, showed you that he was concerned about you. He could have went about his business and said, I'm going to create somebody. I'm going to create, I'm going to create uh, Jose and, 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 and Lucia because Adam and Eve ain't working. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm going to go find me somebody else and create them because this is not working for me. No, he didn't say I'm going to move on. He didn't even say I'm going to kill you. He said, where are you? So the Father God, is regularly asking the same question to you. Where are you? Why? Because you need to assess that. Listen, this is so perfect. I'm loving this. This is so good. You. This One of your questions as you get ready to go to 2019 is where am I? Write that down. Write it down, I said. Where am I? For real, where am I? Not the hidden stuff. For real. Where am I? Where am I in my emotions? Where am I in my relationships? Where am I in my money? Where am I in my education? Where am I? Because if you're not honest about where you are, you're going to have walls up where you won't allow him to touch the places that he needs to touch. You've got to be honest about where you are. So the whole idea was sin, hide. But God's idea is stay with me no matter what. Be honest and open about what's going on with you no matter what because I'm still going to be here. This is simple to some of you, but it's major to about 85 of y'all in the room. Because the reason why your prayer life has been interrupted is because you don't feel like you belong there. (laughs) I see you. Hey, I don't belong here because of what I did. But God is saying, where are you? The father is looking for you. Oh, I like this better. He misses you. I love this, Brittany. He misses you. Whenever you're out of position, he misses you. Uh Oh, I'm not just a number. I have a place. Write that down, please. Write that down, please. I'm I'm not just a number. I have a place. I have a place. So he misses me because, because if it was only me on the earth, he would have still died. If I was the only one here, he would have still given his life for me. He, he, he's, I'm special. I'm special. I'm not just another individual. I'm uniquely special. I mean something to him. And he doesn't just want to know what my neighbor is. He wants to know where I am. He says, where are you? Adam's fear was not only based on the fact that he was naked, but it was the combination of both hearing the sound of God preceding and seeing himself naked. It was the sound of God and him naked. Sometimes we don't care about being messed up or naked. It's not until we get into his presence that it begins to... Okay, let me say it differently. Some of you... Some of you in life, it wasn't that you were sorry for what you did. You were sorry you got caught. Let's just keep it real in here. We did some stuff in life where we were like, oh, I got away with it. Come on. And some stuff we did. I mean, the truth is, we, some of us, should be straight up in jail. But the judge, why well, y'all trying to play me? I know who I'm preaching to. Some of us, we should have been locked up. I'm telling you, it should have been a serious situation. But grace covered. Somebody ought to say amen here before I point at you and say it was you. (laughs) We we should have been in jail somewhere. But God, you know, but but then it's the moments where, where we thought we had gotten away with something. And then all of a sudden you got caught. But you weren't really sorry before that. You became sorry because someone found you out. That's kind of how it is sometimes in our relationship with God. If we be really honest about it, it's some stuff we did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. But y'all faking. It was some stuff we was like, not that. let's do it again. That, 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 was, that was fun. Whatever that is, because some of y'all went some places, but whatever that is to you, let's do it again. That was fun. Then you end up in worship one day in the corporate presence of the Lord, and all of a sudden you're worshiping. Boom, flashback. And it's like God's like, I know what you did last summer. You know, it's, a, he just, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh. And then all of a sudden you became greatly repentant. You were like on your face at the altar, but you knew you had done this the whole time. Why did you care today? Because you got caught. you're rocking with me today yeah. so that was kind of what was going on they, they, they knew it you know and they hit themselves first but it became real serious when they heard the sound of God Satan knows this so his idea is to constantly attack mankind with sin awareness yeah. I got to deal I'm gonna deal with this all next year I'm gonna I'm going to work I'm going to work the heaven into your mind as it relates to To grace and mercy. I'm going to work it. And a lot of people are afraid to preach it because they think if you preach grace and mercy, it's a license for people to do whatever they want to. So the idea is I've got to keep you in prison with rules and limitations in order for you to live right. So y'all don't want this. So, So that's what religion did. That's what some denominations did. We said the way that we get you to live the way you're supposed to live is to beat you over the head with what you should not do. So the whole reason and everything you time you think of God, you don't think of God about what God gives you the grace to do and what he mercifully covers up when you think of God, what always goes to your mind is what you shouldn't do. Do you really think that God wants you to live every day of your life thinking in a prison of making sure that I'm afraid if I step over this or I do this? And because the idea is that if I ever step over this line or I ever mess up, it could be that he'll be done with me or he doesn't like me. Prophet Pepta said earlier, God is not mad at you. Your prayer life is about to go to the next level. Your prayer life is about to go to the next level. Why? This sin consciousness is about to come off of you that religious people put on this inside of you that they nailed into your mind where you feel like God has done with you. He created you. He know you're crazy. <laughs> we treat God like he's stupid. Like he didn't know. How about even when he called you, he knew you was gonna act a fool. So that's when people who quit their purpose, when they end up messing up with something, get restored. Let God work with your character. Let God prepare you. Take a minute, but don't quit. Uh, Yo, I don't care if you slept with a hundred hoes. It, it is it's important. Because some of them new partners, so I decided I would spell it rather than say it. Some of y'all can't handle me saying it. I don't care how many people you don't mess with. God's grace is sufficient for all hundred. Hit your neighbor and say, thank you, Jesus. I mean, come on. I'm serious. Because in this sin consciousness, we become picky and choosy over sin. I'm going to preach today, anyhow, until devils scream out, leave me alone. That's what the the enemy, he tries that. He tries it. So he has you feeling like one sin is worse than the other. That's why the church don't want the homosexual community. Because you don't convince yourself that your little ugly sin is better than theirs. They belong in that seat just like you. With your lying tail. You lie every day, you big liar. Somehow you think you're lying self and you lie for no reason. And even on the high. You just be lying. Where were you at this weekend, girl? I went out. You was at home. What are you lying for? But then we start feeling like, because this is what the enemy does. The enemy, through sin consciousness, wants you to feel like you're better than your neighbor. Because if pride sits in you, you can never have true heart connection with pride. I am preaching in here. You can never have true heart connection with pride. So the idea is, let me, that's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees had going on. There were funny hats, still happening in churches and denominations around the world anyway. There were funny hats and clothing that made them feel like they were superior. So here comes Jesus talking free gift stuff. Here comes Jesus talking about the kingdom of God is at hand. And they're sitting there judging something that you should not even be judging. Jesus is healing the sick. And they're like, should you be doing that on the Sabbath? Should you be acting like that on the Sabbath? That's what the spirit of religion tries to get you to do. It gets you to compare journeys. Start making you feel like because you didn't fall in that, then you're better than the person that did fall in that. I'm going to preach your devils out of you. It's going to make you feel as if you're better because you don't struggle with that. So the idea is to get us all messed up and not really comprehend the voice of God. But God's like, no, I'm in your journey no matter what. I don't want you to be more aware of hell than you are of me. I don't want you to be more aware of your brokenness than me. If every time you think about purpose, you think why you cannot do it, there's a journey. The journey you need to get on because the enemy has swept into your mind. That the first thing that comes to mind is why you can't, versus what he's empowered you to do. Yeah. I, I need the ladies. Do you see how the, how hell them mess with us so strong? Some of y'all been saved twenty years and you still are struggling with this thing. God says do X, Y, and Z, and the first thing is why I can't. Right. Yeah. Wow. Because he's made you too, You become too aware that you're naked. You're naked. We, you're naked. What if you just live life, listen, keep your clothes on, naked? Because y'all, some of the people at my church, they're real free in God. So just keep your clothes on. Listen, many of you, I ain't talking about one All a bunch of y'all in here, real free. So I want you to keep your clothes on. But this is what I'm saying to you. you got to be vulnerable. Somebody say you got to be vulnerable got to be vulnerable. So Adam's fear is what stopped him. So this is what God says in Genesis 3.11. Am I helping anybody today? Then I'm doing my job. Here we go. He said who told you you were naked? In other words, what voice have you been listening to? Who told you you were naked? He said, wait, have you eaten? Now he knows all of this though, right? Have you eaten from the tree which I command you that you should not eat? Then the man said, here we go, blame game. The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree. And I ate it. Right? It's a blame game. That's what we do. When we're confronted, we give excuse rather than owning. See, the voice of God will push you to the place of assessment. And when the voice of God comes to assess you, to measure you, You gotta be honest during your measuring time. Okay, okay. Take responsibility. You can't blame nobody else of why you are who you are, why you did what you did. You've gotta take responsibility of your own actions. He said, The woman, so he said, Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, It was a serpent. Right? So we're passing the buck. Nobody's taking responsibility for what they did. Satan knows the fact that the one thing with the ability to conquer him, to move mountains, the one thing, our faith, our faith is the one thing. But if we're not solid in the voice of God, we have nothing to put our faith in. His greatest attack is to make you aware of your nakedness, your sin, and your weakness. And once you have focused on this, you'll no longer be able to hear properly. So the reason why most of us are trying to look for different ways to hear the voice of God, I need to blast out now fear. Listen to this. Because the enemy wants to conform the way you see yourself. He wants you to see yourself at the level, at a low level, right? And the truth is, the way you see yourself is the way your enemy sees you. Why? Why? As a man think it, so he. he thinks in his heart, so is he. So however you view yourself is how you're going to manifest yourself. Teaching uh-huh. you in here. Yeah, every, every, any way that you view yourself or how you're going to manifest yourself. Yeah. Proof, numbers. I think it's chapter number 13, yeah. right? The, the, the Israelites, here they are being faced with going, going into the promised land. Yeah. And they go to, to check it out. And only two of them was rocking, right? The rest was like, we are grasshoppers. Where? In our own sight. We are grasshoppers in our own sight. And because they were grasshoppers, they behaved like grasshoppers. Because they saw themselves as a grasshopper, they behaved as a grasshopper. So they did not possess what they were supposed to possess. Why? Because they saw themselves lower than they should have. If God called you to take out giants, you must be a giant. They didn't see themselves properly. They didn't see themselves the right way. Why? The enemy wants to attack the way you view yourself so that you will not possess what you're supposed to possess. God's voice is amazing because God's voice means this listen, y'all, I don't have to navigate through life blindly. Isn't that good news? I have to become, I can become dependent upon God's voice. And I don't have to call every human being. What we said last week, I'm canceling the spirit of phone a friend. That every time you need an answer, you call a human. You've got to seek the face of God. Yeah, it's silent here. Yeah, it's easier to call, uh, uh, you know, uh, bay and them and, 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 and to call my best friend. Some of you got 15 of those, so that doesn't make sense. Uh, the whole concept of best is that they're one. It's one. But moving on. We're not going to talk about how we use the English language. Um, God wants to get something to you. Now, I, I want you to get this. Go to John 16, 13. Is this good to you? Yeah. John 16, 13. John 16, 13. Let's look at this real quick. John 16, 13 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Leave that up. He will tell you things to come. Everything can be revealed through the power of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to build a relationship with you. Back in the day, uh, when I was a student at Oral Roberts University, I would go into the library and I would watch uh, these, these wonderful uh, videos of a woman named Catherine Kuhlman. And Catherine Kuhlman was a modern day revivalist that God used to transform the lives of millions of people. Very dainty, beautiful Caucasian woman who would would go around and uh, she would always wear these long flowing dresses. She had this very strong relationship with Holy Spirit. And she would say this. She would always say, please, please don't grieve him. He's my very best friend. She she knew that, that my relationship with Holy Spirit was everything. Yeah, was everything, was everything. And if I can just build a relationship with Holy Spirit as not a thing but a person. I've taught you on this, but I'm going to review it for you because you need to be reminded. You, somebody, give me a chair, real quick, please. Just, uh, thank you, thank you, Trey. It was the Battle of the Suns. So they were trying to see who was going to do it the fastest. Put this here, up here. Um, Bay, can you come? Can you? Can somebody hold him? Can you bring him there? Um. No, just stand up. She said she didn't want to be a part of my demonstration. Stand right here. I told them <laughs> what you just said. Uh, so, so this this is a chair. Yes? yes. This is a woman. Yes? yes. Let's be more clear. This is my woman. Yes. And so... It's woman, right? So most people don't build relationship with things. Some of us are a little strange, but the majority of us don't build relationship with things. We build relationships with people. If I see Holy Spirit as a thing, I'm not going to really talk to him. I'm not going to feel like we can kick it. I'm not going to feel like you could be my best friend and you can share with me what I need to know because you're just a thing. An inanimate object. It doesn't matter. My wife is like, I paid a lot of money for these chairs, reverend. It doesn't matter. My wife, she's my woman. I'm going to be a relationship with her. Right? Right? I can, I can become intimate with my wife. Nothing funny going to happen on the stage, but I can become intimate with my wife because she's a person. She's a person. Many of us have been treating him like a thing. So when it comes to relationship with Holy Spirit, we have nothing because we call him an it. When God's saying, no, I want you to connect with Holy Spirit because he's a person. He's the, he's the third heart of the trinity. He's a person. And so you've got to build relationship. You've got to become intimate. You've got to connect with Holy Spirit because it's vitally important that you do so. Go ahead. Thank you. You can move this chair. Are you getting it? Where are you in your relationship with Holy Spirit? Because if you have no relationship with him, he's not revealing anything to you. That's why you have walls. It's very limited, rather. The revelation you receive is limited because nobody talks to a thing. He's like, I want to share you, I want to be the spirit of truth to you, I want to guide you into all truth. I want to open up stuff to you, but why is stuff not opening up? Because you're seeing him as a thing or an it. You're doing good, Sherman. Thank you, Sherman. Here we go. I want to give you a few things that the voice of God does for you, then we're going to send you home. Number one, the voice of God, if you listen, will lead you into provision. Lead you into Provision. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse, verse 2. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 2. And the word of the Lord came to him, depart from here, turn eastward, and hide yourself near the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you where? There. To feed you where? There. To feed you where? There. If you listen to the voice of God, he will show you where to go to meet your provision. My mentor and my pastor for years, Bishop Charles Blake, would always say God doesn't just bless people, he blesses places. That when you get into a proper alignment with the place, that's why, here it comes, that's why you can't pick any old church. That's why the devil wanted to get some of you out of place. Because they didn't sit you in the section you wanted to be sitting in. Or the, the, the TLO person turned their way and was picking up something off the floor when you came in so nobody spoke to you. That's why the enemy tried to get you offended about nothing. Nothing. At the end of the day, don't matter at all. So we'll let a person in their actions move us out of the God-ordained place. If, you don't, if you're not in the right place, then, then guess, how about this? Your kingship has nowhere to be seated. Whatever space that he's called you to rule in, if you're not in the right place, that thing don't work everywhere. Y'all are missing this. So some of you think because you are knowing it, that you are knowing it everywhere. That you're anointed everywhere. The truth is, you're only anointed in the place he called you to. Paul called it a metron, a measure of rule. (laughs) And I told you before, when you step out of your measure of rule, you step out of grace. Grace is God's divine ability to do a thing. Your grace only works in the lane he called you to. Right? So I've got to get to the right place because in the right place is my provision. And I won't get to the right place without the voice of God. You have to go to the place he told you to go. Let's move to the next thing. next thing God gives you is protection. Protection. John 13, verse 31. Y'all still rocking with me? Just give, me, give, me a, give me a few more minutes. Luke, Luke 13, Luke 13, verse 31. Luke 13, verse 31. On that very day, some Pharisees came saying to him, get out. And depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, go, tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must journey today, tomorrow, and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. Why is that important? God's voice will lead you to the place where you are to be protected. He'll tell you where you need to shift. He'll tell you where you need to go so that your protection can be. There is protection and there is covering in the voice of God. Okay. So when God begins to speak, you've got to be very attentive because when you disobey, you open yourself up to danger. 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 So so here it is, God is saying, hey, I'm trying to save you from a lifetime of problems. If you simply obey, you're going to get the protection that you need. You got to hear the right voice, because if I listen to you, you'll have me up the street. You have me around the corner somewhere doing something based upon your journey and your experience. But not what God is saying. Somebody say he's preaching. Thank you. Here's the next thing. Direction. Let's go to Genesis 12 and 1. And the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. What do you do? He's giving him direction. The voice of God will give you direction. This is why you have to get play something softly, man of God. You have to get in to the word of God so that the voice of God can highlight to you to the direction that he wants to take you. If, 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 if the enemy has it his way, you will be walking around blind all the time. And you'll feel helpless and hopeless because you don't know which way to turn and you don't know which way to go. Here's the last thing, strategy. Let's go to Exodus chapter 7, verse 8. Exodus chapter 7, verse 8. Because some of you, you kind of know, you're kind of in the ballpark of what the Lord wants you to do, but you don't know the strategy of how he wants to do it. But I want to prophesy to you that many of you, as you close out this year, there's about to be intense strategy that's coming upon you. In your prayer time, God's about to visit you with strategy. You're gonna know you're gonna know so clearly what the plan is, and you're not gonna to have to be at a place where you feel like you have to journey blindly, but the voice of God is about to give you strategy. You're you're about to see God come upon you in such a way that your thing is gonna be laid out to you. And the Lord began to show me blueprints, and he began to show me blueprints that were coming before the people of God. And as these blueprints came before you, you were gonna be able to look right down and know your directions on how to build what he wants you to build. This will not be the season any longer. where you've been in the place where you have felt like I have no idea how to construct this thing but there are blueprints being released all over this building I'm beginning to see downloads that are coming upon people that you're going to begin to now understand what you are to do and how you are to do it and I bind that enemy that tries to tell you that you cannot receive the answers or you cannot receive the direction but I release strategy now in the name of Jesus I release it upon your mind I release it upon your heart i it upon you in the name of Jesus. You are coming alive and the voice of God is about to shift you into the places you need to be. No more blind leading the you're going to get to the place now where he's about to restore your sight by his voice. He's about to restore your sight by his voice. You hearing his voice is about to turn your eyes on. And you're going to know where it is to go. In the name of Jesus, I bind that enemy that wants to keep you stuck in old places and in all things. But I decree over you, in the name of Jesus, the restoration of God comes upon you. Strategy. Exodus 7:8. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves. Then you'll say, Aaron, take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh and let it become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and they did so, and just as the Lord commanded, and Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh before his servants, and it became a serpent. Let's stop there. God gave him specific things of what to do when to show up. When you show up, this is what you do. I need you to understand that the voice of God wants to be connected to you in such a specific way. That he'll tell you, we're red. I know, I know, I know. Some of you like, huh? He'll, he'll tell you, we're red. Because he's, everything is connected. Somebody say, everything is connected. Because he's told somebody over there, look for the lady in the red. It's in the Bible. They, 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 when it was time, even remember when, what was it? Uh, uh, when Saul was getting healed, they do a whole process, God began to give him some directions, who was going to take care of him, where to go. But he had also told the people on the other side to look for Saul. Listen to me. You've got to understand that God will put you in a process where he has already set up things but if you don't listen to the details I feel the holy ghost now if you don't listen if you don't listen to the details the person that he's already set up to meet you will not be able to find you because you put on blue when he said y'all i know some of y'all are like that's too deep and that's why you're not going to get this next level but as for me in my house i want the details as for me in my house i want to know what to wear what to say how to speak how i need to put my head together y'all they said i want the holy ghost to lead me Because I know that this is the hour of the right connections uh, and the right relationships uh, and the right moments uh, that are going to open up things beyond imagination. Strategy: when you show up, when you show up, do this. (laughs) When you show up, do this. Talk that way. Speak this language. Go that way when you get here do this and so many Christians prefer to be surface believers, but I am raising up a generation of people who want to go beyond the surface and I want the things. We are not the people that said that's too deep. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We're the people that say deep calls unto deep. We want to launch into the deep. No more shallow waters for this house. No more shallow waters for this house. We are a people that launch into the deep of God. I need to know what to do. I need to know where to go. I need to know where to be. It's time to look at your neighbor and tell him launch into the deep, baby. Launch, launch into the deep, sir. Launch launch into the deep. Yeah. Some of us have been afraid of the deep. the Deeper things of God. Oh my God. I, feel, I sense this. The creeper things of God. And we say, I'll just remain here doing what's comfortable I can feel the hand of God pulling you I can feel the hand of God saying come, come because if we go together I'll hold your hand and you're not stepping into the deep by yourself but if you go with me I've got you every step of the way ain't no reason to be afraid of the deep I know they try to say new levels new devils but new levels new power new levels new strength new levels new glory new levels new peace new levels new joy, new levels new hope as long as you as my hand, I don't have to be afraid of the deed. I got to go, but, but listen to me. You've got to, you've got to understand that God is calling you. Oh, 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 oh. this is not just another message. Children. You've got to understand he's calling you. He's pulling you. He's pulling you out of where you've been into a deeper place. Ooh. You can't be distracted. Because that devil wants you to be looking at everything else around you. Tripping out about what you used to be. Tripping about who you used to be. Tripping about what you did last time. Tripping out about this and the other. And uh, looking for this to be perfect uh, and that to be together. But I heard the Lord say, I'm about to use imperfect things and imperfect people. I heard him. He said, I'm about to use imperfect things and imperfect people. I'm about to take what's in your hand just like I did with Aaron's, uh, And I'm going to tell you to use my strategy and the cause uh, for what you have uh, to eat up. Uh, what your enemy has. This is the hour that as we get into the mountains that we're called to, as we get into the sphere of influence that we're called to, what we create is about to eat up what the world created. Where are my writers in the building? I want to prophesy to people who write and I want to tell you that your writings are about to overtake the things that are on your market. I want to talk to those that write and I want to tell you by the word of the Lord, if you use his strategy and if you obey his voice, you're going to have poor I hear him. There's programming that's about to open up. Uh, that's going to eat up what the world has created. This is the war over the airwaves. I hear the Lord. This is the war over the airwaves. There is a war over the airwaves. There is a war over the airwaves. And the Lord said, release my sound. Release my voice. Through your writings, through your creativity, through your moments, your business is about to eat up your business, the business down the street. Not because of any other reason, but because they dedicated themselves to hell and you dedicated yourself to God. I feel like there's a Mount Carmel thing uh, that's about to open up right now. This is a moment where the real is about to face the false uh, and the real is about to come out. Uh, is about to come out strong. Uh, is about to come out with power. There is a moment where it's going to be a face-to-face uh, encounter and what carries the glory is about to come on on top. I got I go to Hobby Anti Nanaya. Oh, Rabbassu Neleke Reduce Dandede. Idanda Rukata Batorreke. Idelabandua Siblebe. See, lift your hands. Uto kika. Kangunga. Ike Magumandia Zule. Usan Barakataya. ya Base. Idelabandura rabasa Lift your voice and worship. There's something stirring in the room. Lift your voice and worship. Idarbagakura. Idele Mindo Rasa the man guide the basaya i would all rassay a ramaki who the tell a manke, I tell a manke, I I mundo rekete, I rakadiaso, I dianaso. I rokote ranansi, I rekura kata, I serakonde, I labandura kate. O samamaya, o serketela ber, I kataya, I Oh, rabbi, si, de der rabbi, un